Hello, these are your hosts, Grace and Kim, and we are from the MISN CAP team. Welcome to the Real Women's Forum, where we discuss topics including but not limited to trust in relationships, sexual health, hygiene, racial issues, and misogyny. Recently, we have added subjects that pertain to youth and have created a section under our podcast named Adolescence with an X, where we will speak on topics that specifically relate to the youth in our community. Before we start, a small disclaimer. The Real Women's Forum podcast does not issue any medical advice. Instead, the podcast serves as a safe and brave space for women and other members of the community to discuss, voice common concerns, and share their experiences. We encourage you to visit MISN's website to seek information on specialized programs regarding health insurance, improving birth outcomes, and educating teens on the risk of being sexually active. Today, we are here with Leanna Rivers a holistic health coach and founder of Wellness Inspiring Spiritual Health, also known as WISH. Welcome, Leanna, and thank you for being here with us. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. I've been on a wellness journey, but, you know, it's been up and down. So I'm hoping that I can learn a lot today from this conversation. So the first question is, can you tell us about yourself and the work that you do and how you got to where you are now? Basically, what happened was back in 2006, I had a severe accident and I had shattered my ankle. Now, before then, I actually was very much into, you know, being healthy and trying to do the right thing. I had small children, so I was trying to gear them in the same direction, going outside, just spending a lot of time outdoors, eating properly, resting well, and things like that. But once I had shattered my ankle, all that ceased to exist. So what happened was, was that arthritis set in, in the right ankle, there was a loss of range of motion. I wasn't able to dance and do all the things that I used to do beforehand. It kind of aged me like 10 years overnight. And I really fell into this deep depression, started eating bad and, you know, and I don't want to say eating bad, but I just knew I wasn't eating the right foods. And then because of that, arthritis set in on, on the left side. Hence, diabetes started to set in because of the foods that I was eating and I wasn't exercising, I wasn't moving. And, um, and then one day I just woke up and said, okay, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I think it was maybe that, that uh, conversation that I had with my doctor telling me that, you know, if I don't get it together, if I don't get my act together physically, that uh, they were going to have to put me on medication. And that was something that I just didn't want to do. You know, um, I didn't want to go down that medication rabbit hole. So without overwhelming myself, I started to apply a lot of the things that I was doing once before, but I I started doing even more research and I started to find different ways of bringing myself back into a state of healing and a state of health without overwhelming myself. I just took one little thing at a time. And as those things started to happen, um, those small changes, it gave me the incentive to start exercising again. I started to wake up with more energy. There was less joint pain. And then, you know, it just seemed like my whole life just kind of opened up. Of course, on that journey, as I started doing that, because I am a Christian, you know, I was doing a lot of prayer and meditation. And I didn't really understand that all of that kind of melded in with um, the health and the well-being of 
myself. And so as I started doing all these things, right, I started feeling better. I started having more energy. You know, I was waking up happier. Um, I was glad to see the sun in the morning. I really wanted to go out. I wanted to spend more time outside. Um, and I honestly believe that, um, that God had truly healed me and brought about a healing in my life to allow me to heal others. And so that's how I got involved with uh, Wellness Inspiring Spiritual Health. Wellness Inspiring Spiritual Health, or WISH as we call it for short, um, was a divinely inspired creation that God put on my heart. And it's basically all about holistic health and holistic healing, holistic nutrition, um, really taking people from a place of question and, and uncertainty and moving them to a place of love and of growth, of healing, of health. So yeah, that's a little bit about wellness inspiring spiritual health. Thank you for sharing that. I will say my mom is a two-time breast cancer survivor and she was very focused on like her spiritual and holistic health during her treatment. And of course, cancer is something that most people do seek medical care for. And she did that as well. But I think that her outlook and the effort she put into her spiritual and mental health at the time is really what kept her going and what allowed for her process to go as smoothly as it did. So I'm really interested to hear more about holistic health and what is the holistic approach to health and wellness and what that entails. If you could tell us a little bit about that as well. Sure, sure. Holistic health is, is more of a, of a lifestyle and it's really all about making sure that you are caring for the body, mind, and spirit, right? We believe as uh, holistic healers that you can't separate the two. It's like sometimes you'll go to a doctor and uh, you'll say, oh, I have, I have this pain in my knee, but I also have this pain in my shoulder. And the doctor will say, okay, we're going to give you something for your knee. And then we're going to give you something for your shoulder. And holistic health doesn't work that way. Holistic health looks at the entire person, looks at the entire body. It looks at the things that we're eating, the things that we're listening to, the things that we're telling ourselves, our inner dialogue and things of that nature. A lot of times people don't even realize that the foods that they're eating are causing a lot of negative dialogue. It causes a lot of negative energy within them, right? It makes the body very acidic. So it's hard for our minds to concentrate on things that are good. And so what happens is that the body will start to break down. That causes a lot of stress. And um, like your mom, my mom was a breast cancer survivor before she passed away. And, um, you know, I think the one thing that really, she was diagnosed at the age of 70, she had a full mastectomy, you know, she started eating better, but she would still get up and she would still go out and she would still, you know, she spent time with her sisters and she spent time with us and, you know, and there was a lot of love that surrounded her. And at the age of 91, she was diagnosed with breast cancer in her left breast and it was removed. But around that time, the pandemic happened. And so she actually had gotten diagnosed with it metastasizing and moving into her lungs. And before the pandemic, her progression just seemed to be very slow. But once the pandemic happened and, you know, she was isolated things started to happen very rapidly. You know, her downward decline started to happen very rapidly. And so it's just an observation of mine that we need that connection. We need that love. That love helps us to heal. You know, those are some of the things that help us. So when your mother was diagnosed, you know, of course, 
we as holistic practitioners, we don't diagnose, we don't treat, right? I'm, I'm not a doctor. However, I work with your doctor, right? I work with the physicians. I work with the medical industry to help bring about healing on another level. So, And I know you touched upon it a little bit about the importance of a holistic approach to wellness, but could you elaborate more on that? So basically, with, when I work with clients, the first thing I do is I, I allow them to talk to me. I have to know where they are. I have to know how they're feeling, you know, and then I'll just, I might ask some questions, but it's really giving them a chance to really unload and unpack what it is that's going on. Because a lot of times, you know, you think that it's the knee or, or it's the joints or it's the heart or it's the blood pressure, but it may be some underlying issues that nobody's really taking into consideration. There may be stress in the home. You know, there may be some underlying abuse. There may be some things that have happened in the past that have been repressed that haven't been addressed. And that may be causing, you know, these certain type of physical ailments that are going on. So the first thing we want to do is we want to remove all of the foods that we're purchasing that are processed, that are industrialized, and really go back to organic, clean foods, because it's hard for the body to heal if we keep poisoning the body. If we keep putting poison in, you know, it's just like throwing clean water into a sack of mud. It's like, it's just not going to work. However, things are always a slow process, right? And, and one, I think one of the things that really bothers most people is that it just seems like they have to do so much. Well, you really don't. If you take it just one step at a time and you just incorporate one thing each week, you just incorporate something new into your life or into your diet. However, we don't just deal with the, um, the physical aspect. We also deal with the mental aspect and the spiritual aspect. And really, when it comes to the mental aspect, we're really, you know, like I've, ha- I've had clients and our one-on-one sessions were supposed to be, and all they did would kind of unload and just like really be able to just like take that weight off that weight of whatever it was that they were going through, whatever it was that they were feeling and take that weight off of them. A lot of people, um, especially during this time, I'm finding that a lot of people are depressed. A lot of people are sad because we're surrounded by so much death within the last two years. And there's so much chaos and so much confusion. And so basically what I try to do is I try to gear them in a different direction and, and try to change their perspective on how they're seeing the world, right? You know, I always tell them, limit your screen time. What are you watching on TV? Are you spending six hours watching the news all day while they replay the same thing over and over and over again? You know, are you listening to that? Or are you listening to things that are going to uplift you, that are going to bring you joy? What was the last time you turned on the radio and listened to the music that you like to listen to? When was the last time you got up and danced? These are some of the things that, um, that we deal with when we're talking about holistic health and healing. I think what you do is so important because I feel like in the medical profession, a lot of times the goal is to treat a problem. And this is as the problem has already occurred. Um, and a lot of times there's no thought put into how the patient was put in that situation and what caused it. 
Um, and just it's just about treating the issue at that point in time, whether that's just by treating the symptoms to make the patient more comfortable or to like get rid of the issue in general. There's not a lot of thought put into what, how we can change their situation. So something like this doesn't happen again. Um, and so I think holistic health is so important because it not only treats the issue or the, the problem, but it treats the person as a whole and trying to bring them into a healthier and better space. Yeah. And I really like the point you made about consumption, because I think it's so important to think about what we're consuming and how that's affecting your mental space, your emotional space, your spiritual space, all of that, just how it's affecting you and what you're allowing to like fill your cup. Because if you're filling your cup with negativity, then what you're going to give out is also negativity. And if you're filling your cup with positivity, then of course, what you're going to give out is positivity. Exactly. Um, exactly. So the next question we had for you yeah. was what types of services does your program offer to help people achieve their goals when it comes to holistic health and wellness? You know, there's a lot of things that Wellness Inspiring Spiritual Health offers. What I do have is a signature six-month program. And basically, that's a group program. It's called uh, Reclaiming Your Health and Happiness, Body, Mind, and Spirit. And it goes through five uh, signature steps. So step one is reclaiming your kitchen. Step two, reclaiming your body. Step three, reclaiming your schedule. Step four, reclaiming your mind. And step five, reclaiming your spirit. And basically what we do is each week we'll meet and we will go over one of the steps. And um, and then there's a, you know, small light assignment. The assignment may be like, for instance, um, we just started the program again in, uh, in March. The first week we talked about kitchen staples, you know, and so what are some of the kitchen staples that you have? What are some of the things that you need to have in a healthy kitchen? Of course, everything that I talk about is organic. So when I tell you, if I say it, put the you can put the word organic in front of it. <laughs> but um, I, listen, I eat so many apples. Apples are so good for you. And they're such an easy snack. They really are. But one of the wonderful things about apples is that apples has uh, quercetin. And quercetin helps with the functioning of our bodies. You know, things like pumpkin seeds. You know, most people don't even think about pumpkin seeds. You know, they have pumpkin seeds, they eat pumpkin seeds, right? But pumpkin seeds are great. They're loaded with magnesium. Magnesium is responsible for over 700 processes in the body, you know, and most of us are magnesium deficient. A lot of people who have heart problems, pressure problems, you know, uh, spasms in their legs, can't sleep at night, probably because they're magnesium deficient, but just simple Things like that, simple things like that. The next step is um, uh, reclaiming your body. And that's really where we talk about getting to know our bodies, getting to know what, you know, what is our body feeling? How do these things feel when certain things are happening? You know, they cause a certain response. And so as our bodies are responding to these things and we see these things and we're feeling these things, how do we react to that? How do we deal with that? Because our body, your body will actually tell you what it needs and your body will tell you when something is not right. And so we move from there to reclaiming your schedule and uh, we talk about no more excuses and, you know, and then we start to fit things in that need to be uh, fit into the schedule. And then when, you know, reclaiming your mind, we talk about different stressors, um, how to alleviate that, different ways to deal with stress, 
um, to deal with sadness, to deal with depression, and then reclaiming your spirit. And we concentrate on four spiritual principles, which are love, forgiveness, gratitude, and compassion. And, um, and that, so that's basically that. Then I have one-on-one -on -one sessions that people can have. Some people like to just want to do one-on-one -on -one sessions. That program actually has one-on-one -on -one sessions built into it for all the clients that sign up. You know, we have meal prepping classes, how to actually prep meals. And that's usually for people who have really hectic schedules, but still want to eat healthy, want to make sure that they're having clean foods, that they're eating clean foods, that they know what it is that they're getting. And then of course, you know, I have products that I make myself and um, I love my products. And the only reason why I make the products is because I couldn't find anything that actually worked well with my body. So I was like, well, I guess I'm just going to have to make my own. <laughs> Those are just some of the things that we offer. So we talked about what a holistic approach to wellness is, as well as the programs or services that you offer to help people achieve holistic wellness. But I think the biggest question is, how do we start? What would you suggest to someone like myself who is looking to start their journey to, you know, living a better life, but may just be discouraged or just may not know where to start? What would you suggest? The simplest and easiest way is to cook your own food make the time and cook your own food, you know? And when you go food shopping, buy organic. A lot of people think that when you buy organic, oh my gosh, I could never afford to buy organic. Do you know what those prices are like? You know, I gotta save this and I gotta save that. And the truth is, is that you're not really saving anything. If you just stop and look and say, okay, I'll buy this apple that is that cost me 25 cents it's not organic, right? But I'm going to I'm going to buy this apple. And then you have the, the organic apple. It might be a slightly smaller and it may cost a little more, say 10 cents more. If you're looking at the pound, you're going to you don't want to spend that extra dollar or that extra 50 cents, right? You want you want to try to say you want to get the most for your money. Well, you're going to buy these apples. You're going to eat them, but they're not going to nourish you. So you're still going to be hungry. You're still going to have to eat more because you're still not getting the nourishment that you need. You eat the organic apple, you eat one, you're good. Your body is happy. Cells are doing the dance and they're providing energy and they're doing all the things that they need to do in order to provide you with energy so that you're feeling better, so that you're feeling more alive and you're sleeping better at night. People don't understand that you can have all the energy during the day right? But you also want to be able to sleep well at night. And, and a lot of people kind of overlook that, how important sleep is. Sleep is very important because that's when the body really heals itself. That's when the body does all those wonderful things and gets rid of all those cells that aren't doing anything for us. And they regenerate themselves and, and reproduce themselves. And you want to make sure that you keep them healthy because as they're re reproducing, you want them to reproduce on a healthy level. No, it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. And if you think about it, really, when you buy something organic, what you're spending in money, you're saving in your lifespan. It may you may pay a little less for not organic, but like you might lose a few minutes off your life at the end. So and <laughs> it's like so Dr. Bills, a lot of people I tell people all the time, I said, you're you're gonna pay one way or the other. You're either gonna pay in the beginning or you're gonna pay in the end. Mm -hmm. Right. So the truth is is that you know. 
I'm 57 years old. And the last thing I need is humongous doctor bills with medications that are taking up, you know, one third of my income. That's ridiculous. And it's, it's like you spend an extra 10 cents now and you save yourself $3,000 later. You go. There you go. I Take your pick. Right. <laughs> it just makes sense to me. So, you and know. it does make sense. My family, um, they live in Guatemala and uh-huh. everything there is basically from farm to table. They, they grow their own corn, they grow their own cows, pigs, and they butcher it themselves. And my grandma is 86 and she's still walking. She's still carrying so much weight on her back that I probably couldn't. And so it makes sense. If you're eating healthy and you're taking care of your body, it's mm-hmm. going to show. And, you know, I think that my grandma is a testament to that. Mm-hmm. It does Just, make sense. If you, I mean, if you really, if you honestly look and see how how people are living, you go, if you go to the Caribbean islands and they're growing their own food, they're not going to the supermarket and they're eating what's in season. That's another thing. They're eating what's in season. Whatever we can grow, that's what we're going to eat. Whatever we can kill, that's what we're going to eat, you know? And not only that, but the way they're farming is really, is it's so sustainable for the planet and for us. So um, those are just some things that people want to think about. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you saw Kim and I laughing earlier when you mentioned cooking. We really do. We challenge each other to cook and we both struggle to follow through on that. So, But you know, it's easy. Most meals, because because we're not supposed to cook foods for a long time, most meals only take about 20 minutes. And if, if you're cutting up an onion for something, you know, you're not going to use the whole onion. Cut the whole onion up right there. Take the rest, put it in a freezer bag, throw it in the freezer. You, now you have onions that are already ready for your next meal. You know, you can put those in an omelet in the morning, you know, a handful of spinach, you take it and throw it in there and Put it, you know, put it under low heat and stuff and let it cook down a little bit. Scramble some eggs, throw that in there. You know, you got yourself a meal. (laughs) It's so simple. It really is. Yeah. And I think sometimes the task can just be overwhelming. Like you're like, oh, I'm not really comfortable with cooking. I don't know what to put in it. I don't know how to make my food taste good. But honestly, it's a lot of trial and error. And I've learned that myself from my cooking journey. It really is a lot of trial and error. One of our last questions we have for you is how can we maintain our mental health? And in addition to that, for people who maybe aren't religious or super spiritual, how can we also maintain our spiritual health? So I just need to clarify that religion and spirituality are two very different things. You have a lot of people who are religious and have no spirituality whatsoever. And then you have a lot of people who have are very spiritual and don't follow any set religion. And so basically what I tell people as far as um, maintaining your mental health is really allow yourself, allow your mind time to relax. You know, we are, we live in a a world where we're constantly, constantly going, going, going. And you really want to give your mind a time to relax, allow yourself and give yourself permission to just do nothing. And it's hard. It's hard for so many of us because because we've been taught that if you're doing nothing, you're wasting time. But it's not true. The mind needs just as much rest as everything else. 
every other part of your body. And so what I can really, what I really um, like to suggest for people when, when it comes to your mental health is, you know, give yourself a very limited amount of time to watch TV. I know I took cable out of my house a long time ago, right? So if I watch TV now, um, I don't watch the news. I think the only time I ever really hear about anything as far as like the Ukraine war and things like that is when I'm at the gym and somebody else is watching it on, on their TV. But I really do my best not to get too much involved into the mass hysteria that's going on in the bigger world and to really concentrate on what's happening here and now. Um, I spend a lot of time just being quiet and breathing, um, reading, reading books that you like to read. Um, I, people, you know, people, I don't know if people, um, are into them, but there are a lot of self-help books out there that really help you to engage yourself. I think one of the greatest books that I've ever read was The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Oh my gosh. It was- I'm reading that right now. (laughs) It was such an (laughs) eye-opener. It was such an eye-opener, right? But I've, I've read that book. I've read you know, the road less traveled. And I just, I just have to let you guys know, right, that um, I've been in recovery for a very long time, right? I'm a recovering addict. So I've been in recovery for a very long time. Um, and so my spiritual journey was, was one that, um, that started long ago. Um, and I can tell you that I've changed religious beliefs, but the God that I have, right, and that I center myself with has never changed. So it just lets you know that whatever it is, whatever belief system you have, you have to believe in something that's greater than you. You know, whether it be the universe, whether it be, you know, the force, I mean, whatever it is, there is something greater than you. Know that there's something that's making your brain click that's making those synapses happening, that's getting that electrical charge going. There's something greater than you that's happening. If you ever stop to think about it, when you embrace someone, when you hug someone, you always feel, you feel this energy, you feel this love, right? And I think that's the greatest energy that that we have today is the energy of love. So don't let them, you know, don't, don't be fooled into thinking that it doesn't, you know, that it really doesn't exist or it doesn't matter. It does. Um, one thing I did want to say was that I kind of also, I, I went to a meeting uh, at a certain point, I think a few weeks ago, and we kind of talked about different ways you can practice self-care and what spiritual self-care looks like. And I think that um, along with the lines of what you were saying, like not all spirituality has to do with religion and there is a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and so some recommendations that they gave for spiritual self-care are things like volunteering that just connect you to like a higher purpose or make you feel more grounded in like your humanity or just make you feel more humble. Um, So doing things like that, that take care of, I know that there's a happy hormone that gets released. I forget what it's called, but there's a happy hormone that gets released when you do kind things for others or when you give someone a compliment. And so doing things like that, that kind of make you feel a little bit better, even if it's not necessarily something that feels super spiritual, like those are all things that can help you with your spiritual health as well. That's right, that's very, very true, very, very true just a hug, a simple hug. You know, I used to hear a lot of times people would go into the hospitals and they would volunteer. 
and they would just go in and they would visit people who who were sick, who um, who you know maybe had terminal illnesses, who didn't have family that would come and visit them. I remember uh, one day I was I was uh, walking from a city hall and passed by a, 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 a older woman and you know and I said hello and she said hi back and stuff and we were talking and she said how she had walked from a distance you know and you can tell that that she was tired and so I offered her a ride and um and she accepted and I and you know and I didn't think twice about it and neither did she right because it was that love energy that she felt you know, that, that she was very comfortable. She was comfortable with me because she knew that I wasn't out to hurt her. Um, and that is, I think that that is something that, um, that a lot of us um, need to remember, right? Because there are, there are people out here and there, there are people that want to hurt you, but there's so many other people that don't. There's so many other people that just, you know, we're, we're all just looking to be loved and looking to be held. And so just, you know, if you have a friend and, um, and they're sad, you know, hug them, give them a hug, you know, ask them, is it okay if I give you a hug? And then generally hug them, hug them, hold them, pull them close to you, let them feel your heart, let them feel the love that you have for them, you know, the care and the concern. Because, it, because once you do that, not only you're not going to you're not going to be lowered down to their to their level, but that you're going to rise them up to yours, and that's really what that's really what it's about is to rise is to rise people up to that love energy that exists because it's here, it's here, it exists. What is something that you do daily um, that you feel is the most important for maintaining your holistic health? I know that there are multiple aspects of holistic health, but I want to know, like for you, what is the most important thing that you have to put into practice daily to maintain your health? So the most important thing that I do uh, daily um, is when I wake up, first of all, when I wake up, I wake up with a smile, right? Um, why? Because I woke up. <laughs> so, yay. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then I, and then I do, um, I sit down and I do uh, prayer and meditation, you know, and so I really sit quiet and I learn how to sit, cry, concentrate on my breathing, um, really uh, get in touch with my body, how my body is feeling um, and learn how to bring, you know, just to bring it back, because I want to remember that this is the time that I am devoting to uh, to my God, right? To be to be God centered, and I know once I start my day God centered, um, then the rest of the day kind of takes care of itself. And so that's really what I do. I do that, you know, and that that whole that whole process, you know, I read my Bible and um, and I just, you know, that's my journey this year. Because last year I wasn't reading, I you know, I would I would read verses, but I wasn't reading. My Bible. So my journey this year is to read the Bible from cover to cover and to really know and understand what it is that was that was being said in the word and to to try to understand what happened then and what's happening now. So that there's that correlation, you know, we know maybe, you know, maybe there's something in there that we kind of overlooked. <laughs> you know? 
I know that's something that I do try to do for myself is, you know, once in a while, I'll just wake up and then I'll acknowledge the things that I'm thankful for to start my day off well. And also just to keep it in mind, you know, that like you said, we woke up and that's something that you should be grateful for. And then also I do listen to some podcasts on self-help. I think I will read that self-help book that you mentioned. Hopefully it will help me. But yeah, I just wanted to thank you for taking the time to speak with us today and for giving us insight. I know it has been really helpful and enlightening and just thank you. Thank you. I want to thank you guys. Thank you very much. This is, you know, I always get excited whenever I have opportunity to talk about um, holistic health and healing and wellness. And, you know, I can go on for hours and hours, but (laughs) I don't want to hold you hostage. (laughs) It's no problem at all. It's been a very enlightening conversation. And for all of our listeners, if anyone listening is interested in being interviewed or knows someone that might be interested in being interviewed, For our podcast, please reach out to us via text or call at 845-248-3942. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.